0: Hello, and welcome to Local Legacies, the show where we go behind the scenes with enterprising individuals who are striving for the best in their business, family, community, and themselves. I'm your host, Tim Lanza, and without further ado, here's this week's guest. All right, welcome back, everybody. Today in the studio, we've got Sam Squalia of Fitchburg, Mass. We've Got a whole lot to talk about today, and you're involved with a lot of different things in the community, um, small businesses, volunteering, uh, civic service. So, why don't you maybe introduce yourself, give whatever combination of titles you'd like, and we can go from there.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, Tim. I'm I'm honored that you invited me here. Thank you so much, um, Sam Squalia. Let's see, I'm a city councilor at large in Fitchburg. So I was first elected in 2017. And uh, I own a small business uh, called Rustic Craft Designs in Fitchburg. And uh, my day job is I'm a project manager and architectural engineer at McKenzie Engineering Company right in Leominster. Been doing that for 24 years. and yeah, And I'm an endless volunteer in the city of Fitchburg. I volunteer in many different things just to improve the community in any way that I can and just try to act as a problem solver for the people of Fitchburg, really.
0: Awesome, and now, how did you get, how did you end up where you are now? What was kind of your start to this evolution?
1: How did I get where I am? Well, let's, uh, I guess, um, how did I get start getting involved in Fitchburg? Um, So, in 2010, I had my daughter, Nicolette, and in about 2012, it was time to send her to daycare. And daycare was really expensive. I sent her to Piccolo Mundo in Lemonster, and it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, wow, this is so expensive, (laughs) daycare. And I said, and my husband is a a carpenter, woodworker, and when we moved into our house in Fitchburg, when we bought, I bought my parents' house in 2007- He made some furniture, some like live edge wood furniture. And I said, you know, what if you sold some furniture? I could sell it on Craigslist and uh, we could make some money and we could pay for the daycare. So that's what we did. And we sold some furniture on Craigslist to a few different people. We sold some big tables to the Central Rock Climbing Gym. And uh, it was at that point where I was like, all right, wait, what if we made the tables but smaller and we could ship them. Like, what if we do cutting boards? Live edge wood cutting boards with little feet, like a like a table. And Nick's like, sure, I'll do that. So he made those. And we sold them. And I was like, that's it. We're starting a business. And we're going to sell these things. And if we can make enough money to pay for daycare, that's what we're going to do. And we did. We started getting very, you know, we sold. I listed all the cutting boards on eBay to start. And those sold. And I said, okay, I'm going to start this Etsy. This, this Etsy handmade thing. I'm going to start an Etsy store. I made a logo. I started a business. We got an EIN number from the IRS. I did the whole nine yards so we can make it all legit. And so we did that and started selling a few things on Etsy. It, you know, it was kind of surprisingly easy. You list something on the internet and someone's going to buy it. So... Uh, we, so I started doing that and, uh, um, from there I, I, we, you know, we, we were in the business for a few months and we started the business in March and then maybe it was the middle of uh, the summer and I saw something for the Fitchburg Farmers Market and I said, Ooh, the Fitchburg Farmers Market, I'm going to set up a rustic craft table at the Fitchburg Farmers Market and where, and, um, and it'll be fun. Nick's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do that. I said, well, that's fine. I will, I'll set it all up. So I did that. And, uh, you know, I started talking to everybody at the farmer's market. And it was clear they needed a little bit of help and a little bit of energy and a little bit of help organizing and advertising. So I started getting involved in advertising and helping the farmer's market. And then I met some other people that were involved in the farmer's market. Co. Uh, uh, she's like, she was taking pictures. She's like, oh, Sam, you should join us. We're meeting We're meeting at the bar, and we're going to talk about some other art things going on. And I said, sure. So I met some other people, and they are like, Sam, you should get involved in this. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this art thing over here. We're doing this art thing over here. And I was like, all right, sure. So next thing you know, I'm saying yes to everything, <laughs> and I'm involved in all kinds of volunteer opportunities at Fitchburg, and it kind of snowballed from there.
0: So it sounds like you know your husband and you have a good partnership, not just in life but like with the business in particular. He's kind of the technician, or the craftsman, building the stuff, and but he doesn't really want to be the front-facing person.
1: Mm, that's very true. Yeah, he's I'm the customer service person, uh, and I solve the problems, and uh, you know I take the photos and I handle the internet and the taxes and you know that, and then he makes the things. Sometimes he even sews the bags and he ships the items. Um, but And he, you know, he he designs some of the things and I design some of the things. But we also do um, personalizations. And that was one thing that on Etsy, after we sold a couple of cutting boards, someone says, someone wrote me and said, I love this cutting board, but could you engrave a heart with my initials on it? You know, my, me and my husband's initials and our wedding date. And I said, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Done that. We've done that before. And so I searched on the internet, how to engrave wood. <laughs> I go down to Michael's, I pick up a wood engraving iron and I engraved, you know, practiced a little bit, but really just, I was, that's it, I'm doing this. It's gonna look good. And it came out great. And after we took that one picture of the personalized cutting board, it was it, boom. The business took off crazy because everyone wants everything's personalized. And so I do all the personalization, and Nick makes all the things. So we really have to work together, you know, off all the time. It's, it's definitely a, a partner business.
0: Now, are most of your sales online, or are you selling locally as well?
1: Uh, uh, 99.9% of our sales are online. You know, I set up at the farmer's market for the first, for maybe three years. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't really sell anything uh, in, in Fitchburg, sold a few things, you know, but uh, this, this area is not really the, the market so much as we get a lot of sales, uh, internationally and, you know, uh, Canada and California is big, New York, um, you know, our items aren't, aren't inexpensive. Uh, so it's not necessarily popular around here and I don't really promote it locally so much as what I did set up at the farmer's market. Um, but yeah, we do everything on the internet.
0: Now did you were you actively trying to promote the business or did it just kind of take on a life of its own?
1: Um so you know before I started getting involved in Fitchburg really I was involved on Etsy and I started I I got involved in these Etsy groups that were that helped other shops. And so I would get involved in it was almost like a Facebook group except on Etsy. And this was in 2012 and before really Facebook groups I think we're we're even there or even, or at least before they were really popular. Um, and, uh, so I started getting involved in Etsy groups and I started helping other shops and then I started running the groups and I basically did what I do in Fitchburg, except for shops all around the world, um, doing handmade things on Etsy. Um, and, uh, so I think, you know, learning from that, like helping other people grow their shops also helps me to learn different things. And, you know, I would also ask questions. So really a lot of the, the, The handmade um, community really uh, helped, I would say, a lot uh, with the growth of our business. But uh, largely, we rely, uh, you know, the majority of our business comes right from Etsy. Uh, We've been there for 10 years now. Uh, So we're one of the larger uh, woodworking shops on Etsy. Um, And then I started uh, during the pandemic, you know, uh, I went on vacation. And I was like, why don't I have my own website? I have my own website, but I never sold on it. So I started I populated all our items on our website and here we are 2 years later we sell a lot on our website now and still mostly on Etsy but a good chunk of our business now comes from our, our own website which is rusticcraftdesigns.com.
0: Okay. And now you have obviously as we've kind of alluded to a lot going on what percentage of your time is taken up like with your role in the business?
1: Uh well mornings uh, some, you know, if it depends how many orders we get, depending before Christmas, we're very busy before Father's Day, Mother's Day, we're very busy some years before Valentine's Day, because we do personalized ring boxes. You know, it, it kind of depends on the Etsy algorithm, how it decides to rank us, you know, in any given day. Um, but, uh, you know, we're normally generally busy. Uh, lately, we've been since the pandemic, uh, people started uh, you know, all the bars were closed, so they people started doing home bars, and we started making liquor shelves, like rustic wood liquor shelves. And now, and then, so we made rustic wood liquor shelves, and they were selling. The shelves were selling off the shelf. You know, they're hand, they're made to order. Um, but that was crazy busy. And the great thing about the shelves is that's all Nick work. Nick can make the shelf and package the shelf, and all I've got to do is do the label. So I don't even gotta personalize most of them. Um, but then then people started asking for, hey, can you make a liquor shelf but smaller for our cologne bottles? Oh, yes, absolutely. So now we do cologne shelves. And the cologne shelves are even more popular than the liquor shelves. You wouldn't believe how many bottles of cologne that men have. I mean, they can fill 26 inches times three <laughs> tiers. Easy. And like the cologne bottles, they don't even have room. They're, they're very popular.
0: I have none, so I feel like I'm behind
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you are way behind. Let I me guess tell you. so. <laughs> so, so yeah. In the so, it depends on how busy we are. But in the mornings, I, I, you know, I'll often have to package some, you know, ship some items, and then usually Saturdays and Sundays all day, almost all Saturday and Sunday, I'm working. I'm I'm engraving. I'm shipping. I'm doing designs because you know if someone wants something personalized, I send them a proof with the design that they asked for. So that you know that takes some that takes a lot of time. Um, so that's nights, nights, weekends, and mornings.
0: It's kind of cool, I think, with business, especially small businesses. It's like you come up with this idea, we're going to start doing this. And you, in the beginning, couldn't have even fathomed now. Like, you couldn't imagine you were making cologne bottle shelves. But as you start to build a reputation and people see it, it's like, oh, well, can you do this? Can you do this? And then you kind of meet the market demand as you find out that people do, in fact, want these things.
1: Uh, it. it- you know, having that mentality of, yes, we can do that. Let's figure out how we can do that. You know, the first reaction is yes. You know, that's having that kind of mentality really opens you up in life, uh, in business, in volunteering opportunities, in just general life opportunities, really. Um, so, you know, like, when, when you know, if, if that first customer who said, you know, can you, uh, can you engrave a heart with initials? I go, oh, I don't know. I've never done that before. If I said that, well... I'd be probably be in a completely different world than I am today. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, it's the same thing, uh, you know, um, with uh, I was asked, uh, hey, you, you do engrave cutting boards. Could you, en- we're, we're giving this hammer, uh, this sledgehammer to Pete Seeger as a gift because he helps us at our New York garden. And uh, can you engrave his signature and a banjo and a quote? I said, oh, absolutely. Done that all the time. I'm like, all right, let me see, let me look, let me find a sledgehammer then I getting great. let me figure out how to do that, and uh, we did that, took pictures, and we started selling engraved hammers, and at that point, what was that, that was like 2000, maybe 15, we were the only, we were the only company selling engraved hammers, and that was it was and you know it was before laser before laser engravers were inexpensive and everyone was doing them, and so that those first two years, I would be up till four in the morning engraving hammers. It was completely insane. I take I took vacation days from my 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 real work job <laughs> to do to to work on the rustic craft business engraving hammers. You know it was, it was, it was that was, that was crazy yep but but yeah oh you know you gotta you gotta open yourselves up to to new opportunities and um you really just kind of how do you get to yes
0: and this all started just as like a little side thing to pay for daycare
1: that was that was the goal that was the original goal but it grew into something that Nick could Nick was a carpenter and he was you know working during the day and then he'd come home and he'd make all the things at night and it got to the point where he's, he's like I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't. I'm so tired. I roofed whatever. I worked on a roof for the past week, and now I got to do this, and I I can't do it. I'm gonna quit my job. It's like all right, and that's he's been doing this full time for I don't know seven years, six years, something like that.
0: That's amazing. Good for him. Good for both of you guys.
1: And it re- and, you know, and my my spouse uh, not you know just doing art business full time really gives him flexibility to be able to. Pick up my daughter if I need to come talk to you know you for a podcast, or if I need to go to a city council meeting, or if I have to do a TV show, or if I'm picking up trash, or whatever it is, I have Nick available, you know, to to help with with our daughter, um, or I have him available to help me, you know, pick up heavy things or, you know, whatever it is that I'm getting involved with <laughs> as right. well.
0: Yeah, I mean, when part of my one of the things that always is like at the forefront of my mind, especially doing this and seeing how other people run their businesses is when my when we were kids, my brother and I, you know, my mom had health care through her job. She stayed working and my dad would stay home with us during the day and would spend all day with us, you know, learning, driving around, teaching us to re- I remember we used to he used to drive around with us and have us like read the street signs and like learn the letters on the signs and stuff like that. And then he would go work all night. Yeah. So he would line up jobs, get all the parts ordered for cars, and do stuff. Spend the day with us. My mom would get home at four o'clock from teaching. He would go in, spend the whole night working, like come home, sleep for a couple hours, get up, and and do that for years, basically, until we were in school.
1: That sounds like a great partnership. Yeah, I I have to work during the day because I do. I got the health insurance. You know, I have, I have the retirement account. You know, I I have the I have the 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 career. That allows, you know, us to also have this this side business uh, or of Nick's full-time business and my side business. Um, so, you know, it really, uh, it really, uh, the partnership, you know, that you can have with your spouse uh, helps so much.
0: Of course. And you said earlier, you know, you have a tendency to just say yes to things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how that has expanded your career or your involvement in different things locally.
1: Well... You know, you know uh, there's there's been this new trend on social media like you got to learn to say no. and that's true. you know, once you get to a point where you've said yes too many times <laughs> but uh, how you know how to get to yes, I think is very is 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 really crucial in in really all, all aspects of life and and even now when I'm I'm involved in so many different areas of the city of Fitchburg um, that you know even even if someone comes to me and was like, It's like, hey, Sam, we could really use your help on something. And I go, well, I can't be the lead, but I could be involved on the back end and help you, you know, with suggestions or opinions or who to contact if you have issues or whatever. I'd love to help you there. But I I, so I try to, you know, try to get to yes in a way, but I can no longer I do no longer have the capacity to to be the lead of things, Uh, any more things, at least at this time. Uh, but, you know, I'm involved in in very many volunteer things in the city of Fitchburg to help, um, you know, improve the life um, of the, the residents here and really just kind of grow the city um, in a positive light, uh, you know, because we've had this negative stigma for, for too long. And, and really, it's a little bit self-inflicted. From the people that lived here, because, you know, we used to be this large industrial center in the late 1800s or the early 1900s and even into the, the middle of the, ni- in, in the 20th century. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 especially the older people that live here, they they have this this memory of what Fitchburg used to be. And change is difficult. So we've got to remind people and we've got to complete, we've got to continue to foster new and growing um, opportunities and community engagement to get the new people that are coming in involved and the old people excited about new changes.
0: And so when Fitchburg was so heavily involved with industry and things were kind of booming, what happened where things started to taper off?
1: Yeah, well, you know we are an old infrastructure community, right? We're a gateway city, and uh, you know we we have we had we built a lot of old infrastructure, and you know a lot of and we are a very we are very hilly town. We're a silly city. We're a very hilly city. We we have a lot of river, so we have a lot of bridges that the municipal is responsible for. A lot of ledge, which the roads aren't so great. And you know the roads aren't so great. So we're a higher elevation. It snows a lot. It's a lot of ice, and it it's bad on that's bad on asphalt. Uh, the bridges need a lot of repair, and then so even just our old buildings, all these old buildings that we used to house, um, you know, workers for the mills. Uh, Though those old apartment buildings have no no parking because we didn't need parking back then. Uh, you know they're they're old, so it's going to cost a lot of money to renovate uh, the old buildings downtown or the old industry factories. They our old infrastructure and it costs a lot of money to renovate old infrastructure. We've got pipes under the ground, you know, there were up until recently, we still had wood water pipes under the road in the city of Fitchburg.
0: That's not even something I've heard of before.
1: Wood. They, they used to lay uh, wood pipes under the road on Boulder drive, particularly, I think it was one of the last ones that we pulled up. And if you go to the water department, you can see they have it in a case. Uh, So, you know, You know, nowadays, they build things to last a lot longer. Uh, I mean, so, you know, having to go up and rip up the road and replace, you know, however many miles. I think we still need to replace 24 miles of combined sewer piping in the city of Fitchburg, of which combined sewer is if there's a storm drain. Let's say there's a roof drain in an old building. They used to run that roof drain right to the sewer. Or right to you know right to the the sewer line, right. where you know where where also the toilets flush too, and if it rains so much that those pipes get overloaded in the street, then there's a a overflow discharge that activates and instead because instead of getting sewage into the the roadway right, it goes right into the river, and there are still I believe six uh, overflows to the river that we still have to manage with the EPA. Um, and so, and these are crazy expensive. Uh, the, we, we recently dug out a, um, section at Water Street, um, bridge, you know, where Market Basket is on Water Street. Yep. So you know how that was closed for, I don't know, six, three months. Uh, that was like a $4 million replacement of piping to separate the sewer from the storm piping and close the discharge into the river. It was like, Four million bucks and just that one little area it's a lot of money and Fitchburg is has older infrastructure and we have a lot of the businesses that grew started here and grew here moved away to newer locations that didn't cost so much money to renovate uh you know a lot of the banks they moved you know even Fidelity Bank you know moved from Main Street where where it got started uh, you know, so, so you know, we need more investment into the city, and we need commercial businesses. We need jobs that would attract, you know, we need good-paying jobs that attract people to work at these jobs. And then these people have money to spend, and they go to the restaurant, then the restaurant can pay, you know, the taxes. And then the city collects the taxes, and then we can afford to fix the roads. You know, it's a, there's a lot of things involved, but it takes... It takes a lot of people involved from volunteers in the community picking up trash, making people that drive by that are considering investing, look and go, wow, this looks really nice. Or even people investing in property and spending money to fix it up, knowing that the the payoff is maybe 10 to 20 years into the future. Or searching out grants, state grants, federal grants, there's city grants, there's ARPA funds. There's a lot of opportunity. It just, you know, it's going to take some time.
0: Right. Yeah. So in, in regards to so like you, you mentioned both grants and taxes, but for instance, for that $4 million project, like where does the money for that come from?
1: So, well, well, in the past, we at one point uh, took, you know, we had great water uh, usage, right? We had a lot of businesses along the river and they used a lot of water. And when they used a lot of our water, we have we have a lot of water infrastructure. And when they use the water, it we get paid for it the city right we we have water you know you there's a water fee and a sewage fee and we would in the past we took that money and used it to balance the city budget and if instead we took that money and reinvested into the, the road you know the piping uh we might not have such a shortfall but we did in the past that's what they decided not to do um but So here we are today. The water and wastewater funds are an enterprise fund, which means that they're completely separate from the city budget in that um, the city can't tap, out, can't take, take from it. It's, it's its own separate fund. The money that, w- that the city collects from the sewage or the water goes into its own fund that we then use to pay to fix the water lines or you know, upgrade the sewer system or upgrade our waste treatment plant or whatever it is.
0: And now those businesses that were using the water before obviously have since left or are no longer using nearly as much water. What types of businesses would you like to see come into Fitchburg that would help generate some of that tax money and be able to start reinvesting that in the infrastructure?
1: Hmm, What kind of businesses? I mean, you know, I'm open to any kind of business, really. Um, but you know I recently attended a Chamber of Commerce uh, event where we had the Massachusetts life sciences uh, director there and you know he, he made a couple jokes about how he's a, how, how you don't have to be a rocket scientist but I am it was he, he was very captivating and engaging but he made a great pitch you know noting that uh, Massachusetts is the num- not just the number one in biosciences and life sciences biology you know these kind of medical you know innovation technologies technologies manufacturing and you know education and um kind of uh design and and creating new new technologies Uh, and we're not only number one in the united states but we're number one in the world uh we're like a hub of life sciences and i know we have a couple in fitchburg we have um you know select engineering they they make some small medical components and we have micron who makes some medical components we have a number of industries in Fitchburg that are also involved in that we have a university so you know uh, i i saw uh, dean Mazzarella. you know he was also at that meeting and he was he's uh, on his inside Lemonster. he's talking with life sciences people he 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 sees it as well we could be a regional uh, manufacturing hub uh, for these, you know, these these businesses that do these life sciences out in the Boston area, you know, maybe they have their people out there, but the manufacturing area out there is uh, very expensive, whereas you can get area here in Fitchburg and Leminster for much less much less money and we have universities to support manufacturing workers we have trade schools that can train workers you know we have the capability to um, assist the state of Massachusetts with really uh, burgeoning life sciences you know i mean we're already number 1 in the world but we can grow even more especially in north central massachusetts
0: yeah cuz in Lemonstar, i mean my shop is literally probably a quarter mile from Tech park yep. and obviously Lemonstar is huge with plastics um, a lot of those companies have either gone out of business or left and gone elsewhere. So it's kind of a similar situation where you've got these large facilities that could be used, you know, not for like a restaurant space or something like that, but you'd, you would need some sort of like manufacturing, life sciences. Um, and now, I know you just were at a meeting recently for, I believe, for uh, like cannabis. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, For
0: when there's a couple different grow operations that are in Fitchburg as well, is that something that you see as being like a promising opportunity?
1: I I love the cannabis manufacturing market. I mean, Fitchburg. I feel like Fitchburg really did a good job of of, of welcoming the cannabis manufacturing market. Uh, you know, we have uh, we had one of the first in the in the state, even before you know when it was medical only. We have Garden Remedies uh, on on Airport Road. And we, you know, uh, we also have revolutionary clinics, uh, and they were they were here before. Really, we were even talking about the adult use, you know, uh, legislation. Uh, and now, you know, they 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 have they have adult use. They have grow operations, manufacturing. Uh, we have multiple other grow and manufacturing items. We have eight available retail licenses for cannabis sales. Uh, you know, for example, I I I'm not sure the exact number of. Liquors uh, establishments, but I believe we have—is it thirty or thirty to thirty-five? You know, liquor stores in, in the city of Fitchburg, and so we were allowed uh, a minute. We had to have a minimum of twenty percent allocated for retail, and the city council decided to vote to double that at forty percent of the liquor stores uh, license number. So that puts us at eight, and we currently have four open. And retail stores. Uh, one of those is medical. And we're soon to have uh, at least two more uh, are, are under construction right now. And uh, two more potentially will open depending on their licenses or how they decide to go. Um, but you know the retail i think is great we get 3% of sales from that but also with the manufacturing they're utilizing our old manufacturing buildings they're providing good paying jobs they're doing you know they're they're doing things that that really don't impact the community you know there's been no issues with any of these manufacturing things you know there's not heavy trucks in all day and you know there's not loud noises there's really not it's not a dangerous job um, and, you know, they're utilizing these old factories that are that are really perfect for grow operations. You have, you know, maybe the ceilings, maybe a, a wood factory, wood-framed factory with 12-foot ceilings isn't good for these, maybe, a life sciences, you know, biotechnical mold manufacturing facility, but it's perfect for growing cannabis. You know, uh, you don't need that much, you know, height. You know, a 12-foot high ceiling is completely adequate. Uh, you know, so... So really, Fitchburg is a great location, and we're very – I feel like we've been very welcoming and accommodating for the cannabis grow industries.
0: When you see what's happening in states like Colorado and Oregon that were, like, early adopters of this, and now they've got an incredible amount of tax revenue from the business. And I think Massachusetts was, like, closer to the beginning, but, you know, and there's states that still are not there yet. But these states are seeing, like, look how much money is coming out of this going right back to the, you know, obviously there's a market for it. The consumers are looking for a quality product and then they're willing to pay for it. So that tax money is going to come back to either the city or the state and able to reinvest in those types of things.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, every single city in town that um, you know, is eligible to do a sales tax. They've all adopted the full 3% amount because, you know, you could uh, have no sales tax at all, um, but, oh, or you could go up to 3% and all cities and towns in Massachusetts that have adopted it have gone to the 3%. And it's because, you know, we, we need funds to, you know, r- the, the roads are just an endless um, bottom pit of money. Right. You know, you, you, you'll pave a road and five years later, it's already degrading you know, ten years later you really gotta pave it again. It's it's there's no there's no return on our value other than, you know, having nice safe roads for our residents and our businesses to be able to travel on. It's not like we're it's not it's not an asset you know, the the roads. So, you know, we need a complete, we need to have consistent sources of funding. And the best way to do that really is through, through industry and manufacturing and good paying jobs. And then the people will stay here. And that just continues to trickle because, you know, for every dollar spent in your local community, you know, the majority of it stays in your local community. Whereas if you, you know, are spending dollars outside of it, then very, very little comes back into, into our region.
0: Right. And so at kind of like the opposite end of this podcast or the getting away from the whole small business thing. Now we've got an Amazon facility coming Mm -hmm. into Fitchburg as well. Right. What are your thoughts on that and how that will affect the city as a whole, whether it be like through taxes, traffic with trucks, anything of that nature?
1: Um, You know, uh, we had the uh, the Simon International Building, which was the first windowless factory in the United States. Um, You know, and so being the first windowless factory in the United States, you can imagine it's old and it's it's an old building with no windows, which is not how we build them now. Right now, if we were to build them, if you go into new brand new Walmarts, they're all natural light, you know, for example, like new factories have skylights and window wells and, you know, there's natural light abound. Um, so, you know, that was an older, older technology and it wasn't invested in. So it really, so I understand Amazon, um, coming in and it's a great, you know, it's a huge site and, uh, you know, Fitchburg, uh, is, you know, we're it's, it's right out airport road, which is very close to the highway. And really they'll be able to potentially, um, bypass the river and connect to a, a, a land, uh, you know, where was, was Arthur signs. Yep. So, there's a bridge there which connects to a a large area that's owned by the city of Fitchburg. And maybe I don't know if it's owned by the city of Fitchburg and the Fitchburg Redevelopment Authority or just the Redevelopment Authority, but there's that area's good potential for an industrial park. And Amazon could potentially uh, connect right through there without even having to build a bridge over the river. And I, you know, I'm not privy to um, the. The conversations with uh, you know a a lot of that with that maybe the mayor had with these people or the planning department, but um, that seems like that seems like the most logical location. And then maybe that opportunity helps to build an industrial park area that we can continue to offer manufacturing you know buildable lot manufacturing space uh, to grow. And with Amazon's distribution facility that they're that they're building there, perhaps. They have 50 to 100 vans that they are registering in the city of Fitchburg that we are getting excise tax on. And that would help to, you know, infuse some money into our economy yearly that we could use to continue to pay the bills and our obligations.
0: As far as your, you know, direct involvement, just kind of changing gears a little bit here, let's talk a little bit about the... Discussing Fitchburg now, Facebook page. Um, That's something that you run. You're an admin of. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about, like, I guess why, how that came to be, and what your, um, I guess, view is on the way you run it, like specifically, as far as not censoring and kind of letting it be an open discussion for people.
1: Sure. Yeah. Discussing Fitchburg now is, uh, you know, the it's our it's really the biggest. Most engaging, you know, most informative Facebook group that we have in Fitchburg, uh, and you know, so yeah, I started that in what was it was at 2015, um, and you know, really the, the goal is to share community information, but also to allow the community to share their information. And then to grow, you know, our community through that sharing of information. So, you know, we welcome, we really welcome really anything, anything about Fitchburg. You know, if you want to just post, you know, we have someone who likes to post about uh, the dinner that they made for themselves. And and there's a small group of people who go, oh, that looks really good. How do you make that? And they have a little discussion and we grow that community there. Then we have a whole, you know, separate uh, thing of, uh, you know, you know, hey, here's a, here's a pothole. You know, I'm sick of this. You know, you know, this hasn't been fixed in forever. And it's like, okay, well, where's the pothole? Can you take a picture of it, please? And give the exact location. And we'll, we'll ask for it to be fixed. And really, if the, the city requires, you know, some, some help from the community to report problems. And once you report it, it gets fixed and they go, ah, this is great. Thank you so much. And, you know, another great thing about the Discussing Fitchburg Now Facebook group is is everyone's on it. Like, if if every if, if someone in Fitchburg isn't on it, they know someone that's on it. So it'll be, you know, the great thing is, like, you'll see something like, I found this dog. This, this dog, he just ran up to me, and he has no collar. And they'll post a picture of the dog within 30 minutes. Oh, that's my dog. That's Maggie. I'll come get her right now. I'll PM you. You know it's it's amazing how many reunited lost pets that that we have seen and there'll be a fire and someone will post oh my god i lost everything in my fire i don't know what to do and and there'll be 15 20 people i'll i can do this for you you know let me donate something oh i have clothes you know my my daughter needs clothes like i have clothes for your daughter you know it's it's an amazing community that we have here you know and but you have to you know there's a yin and a yang right? So you have to take the good with the bad. And there's also, sometimes someone will post something on Facebook that somebody else doesn't like. And maybe a lot of people don't like it. Or maybe someone posted something that they really shouldn't have posted, and everybody lights them up for it. And, you know, that happens too. Um, but really, uh, if I, I very try very hard not to censor any speech, even if you know, even if, it's, if something I don't like, that 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 really doesn't matter. You know, it's it's really, uh, you know, if um, there's a very few guidelines that we have in discussing Fitchburg now for things that will get deleted. You know, personal attacks, hate speech. You know, there's uh, I don't remember them all, but there's oh, no national politics. That's the one thing. That's the one thing that's a little bit. You know, because especially when Trump uh, and Hillary Clinton were running. Uh, for president. It was just hate, hate, hate. I mean, there's nothing like national politics to bring out hate in your local community. <laughs> so that was the one thing, that's kind of the one main thing that we don't allow that really, you know, otherwise I would like to see, but it, it just doesn't work. You, we can't, you know, national politics just, just brings out the hate in people.
0: Well, and it's literally everywhere else you turn, every, yeah. every issue, every, everything on social media becomes that. So it is nice to have a place to get away from it and be a little bit more tapped into the local, you know, it's like, like you were saying about having a fire, but just if, you know, a lot of times I'll see, okay, I saw smoke on such and such a street. Yeah. What is it? And then there'll be 10 people. On, oh, that's my neighbor's house, blah, blah, blah. This happened. and And, and it's like. So you see something, and you're like, I wonder what's happening over there. You just go on the page, and sure enough, there'll people be someone. People talking about it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because there's like 26,000 people there, and someone knows something that's going on. Some, some, I'll, sometimes I'll get a call, like if I haven't been on social media, Sam, what's going on? What? What? What's going on? Like, John Fitch Highway, what's going on over here? And I'm like, uh, uh I don't know. I haven't seen. But if you go on Discussing Fitchburg Now, I guarantee someone's talking about it, you know, and because someone on Discussing Fitchburg Now will have the scanner they'll know they they heard the scanner they'll have uh, a twitter you know account from someone who's posting something on twitter that you know they'll have pictures because they live right there you know it, it's amazing how, how connected our community is really through through the facebook group feature i i i really for for all its faults it, it's really the the greatest community building tool that we have
0: well and you in particular are i would say like beyond actively engaged in it and I think that people that are city workers sometimes get a rap for, like, either hiding in their office or, like, avoiding work in general, Mm -hmm. whereas you seem to, like, go out and seek – not necessarily, like, conflict, but you're seeking problems and then looking to find a legitimate solution to them as soon as possible. So when people are saying, oh, you know, I have this pothole, you're the one saying, like, where is it? Send me a picture. Send me the address. And I'll get that information passed along. And you're like a conduit between the community and the city to allow these problems to be resolved quickly as opposed to just lingering forever.
1: Thank you, Tim. I, I, I That's what, really what I try. You know, I don't go out there and fix the bottle myself. But I know who to con- – because I've been involved in the city for so long and, I, and I've done it. So I know how to co- – who to contact to fix it. And I know how to contact them to fix it. You know, not necessarily, you know, some people are like, well, just call the city. It's like, well, they don't know. People don't necessarily know who to call or what to tell them, you know, or, you know, they might just get frustrated and go, whatever. Someone, it'll get taken care of eventually. You know, whereas it's very easy to post something on Facebook. And then I just go, you know, I usually say Please send me a picture and an approximate location. If you can actually just send me a picture of how big it is, and then a picture showing me where it is on the street, then a pic guy would say it's so much more helpful for the DPW if they know exactly where the problem is. Then they can they don't have to waste time. They know they're not wasting time going out to fix something. They know exactly where it is. They know how, how about how big it is. So they know what to who to send. Uh, you know. So that's just for example for a pothole. But you know, there's so many other issues that people don't know. People don't necessarily know who to contact, you know. This is tree that's that's dead, and it looks like it's going to fall on the street any time. You know, hey, you know, they'll take a picture of it. They'll post it in the in the group and go, you know, this tree looks like it's going to hurt somebody. Oh, okay, that's a great picture. Where's the tree? What's the location? And they'll say the location, send it to the DPW, to the tree warden, and very quickly they take care of it. So, you know, uh, having that opportunity to have a non-judgmental, well, not, well, I mean, I'm not judgmental, but there's a lot of judgmental people on Facebook. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta take the good with the bad. You know, there might be someone that goes, oh, cut it down yourself. <laughs> but, you know, really we can, I can try, I can use that group to, to help problem solve, it's true. And, but, you know, it it, it takes an ability to not get angry or take things personally, you know, and and I try not to do that. Uh,
0: What is your mental health like (laughs) for the amount of time that you spend on that page?
1: Well, usually I feel good and accomplished and like we're getting things done and things are looking good, you know, but, uh, you know, and and it's also a place that I can share my, you know, opinion of how maybe things could be better, um, but what are you going to do? And I can make jokes because without jokes, we'd just be crying. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, very few times that I'm like upset, you know, really the only really the only times I'm upset is if someone I really thought, you know, I someone I respected and I thought respected me, maybe, you know, says something terrible about me. social media that might be the only times that I'm like upset but really I can handle you know I can handle criticism I understand people people aren't necessarily criticizing me personally they're mad at maybe something's going on in their life you know maybe you know it's it's try not to take things personally you got to kind of see what where people are coming from
0: well, everyone's mad about something in their life and you just catch them at the wrong time and it's like you you could be like driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you're furious and then you realize one day comes along and like you're the person cutting them off cuz you're late for something and you're freaking out and and you're like, "Oh, that was just me that did that." And now that person's probably behind me thinking, "I can't believe this person just did that to me."
1: Yep, it's it it's it's hard. Sometimes not to type something out really, and you're like backspace, backspace, like no, 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 it's not worth it. It's okay. Maybe they're just having a terrible day, and they've got to lash out at someone. You just gotta learn not to take things personally. Learn to forgive and forget. I don't know. I think it takes I think it takes a lot of years to to teach yourself not to get so upset about things that really don't affect your life that much.
0: Right. And the good thing for you is because of your consistency in who you are and what you're trying to accomplish with the page and you know, then going also into your, sh- your TV show and stuff like that, people that are paying attention can see who you are and what you're about. And so when someone comes along and says, well, Sam, blah, 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 there's 20 more people to say, no, that's not true about her at all. Like she's not like that. And if something maybe happened, it was – For sure, an accident or a misunderstanding. So you kind of build that credibility with your community that you're also trying to help.
1: I I, yes, I I feel I do feel that, and you know, I I gotta say I really appreciate it too. Because if all I got was negative comments about me, if that's all I got, and nobody ever stuck stuck up for me, then I might that that might affect me, right? That that might affect my mental health. But because I have so many people going, you know. Defending me, saying you know no, that's you know whatever it is you know I there's some you know there's lots of it i'm a I'm a city councilor. so you know there's lots of people who don't like me for some reason or another, um and I'm you know an admin of a Facebook group, so all it takes is me having to remove someone for some reason and they hate me forever, you know so you know I, i'm I'm not you know universally loved <laughs> but when people do stick up for me, I, I do really appreciate it. It, it. It's like, all right, good. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I feel, I just feel much better. It's true.
0: Well, and it's it's interesting because it's something I've been trying to do with this podcast for my own benefit, talking to people is try to f- establish my own opinions on certain things, places, people. And, you know, you take like the mayor of... Lemonster, Fitchburg, any town, right? Mm -hmm. And you talk to somebody that hates them, hates their guts. And it's like, why? And it's always a reason that's like, hmm, doesn't really seem like a good enough reason to be so like adamant about hating this person. Then you talk to somebody else who these two people are friends and that other person loves them. Can't say enough good things about them. And then you start to like unpack that and they may not even have that many good reasons to support their position. And so it can be confusing. And one thing, when you're in the spotlight like you are, one thing can happen, or you can have a, some an awkward interaction with somebody, or whatever, and then sure. that kind of sticks with them, even though it wasn't necessarily justified for them to feel that way.
1: Sure, I've, I had, uh, w- I just came to me. Someone said something like, "I said hi to you one day, and you completely ignored me," you know, and I'm and I'm like, "Whoa, I must not have heard you, because." If someone says hi to me, I go, hey, hello, how are you? What's your name? Who are you? What's going on? You know, I, I love to talk to people. And, you know, so, yeah, like you said, like just a, a misunderstanding or just, a, you know, um, a misplaced gesture, you know, can really turn someone off um, to, to all people. That's why forgive, forgive and forget. Try to look at the bright side. Try to try to try to assume that people are coming from a position of good intention. You know, it's you know uh, always try to do that until they prove you wrong.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And now, can you talk a little bit about your TV show and what that is, and you know the type of guests you have on, what the topics are?
1: Sure. Yeah, we uh, do discussing Fitchburg now on FATV. That's the, the TV show is really just discussing Fitchburg now um it's the same of the facebook group try to link the community you know facebook group engagement to you know bringing it to our uh, the tv uh, so that we can showcase even more people, or discuss important, you know, topics or problems in the community, and share them really with our with our local area. You know, I air the show. It we shoot it at Fitchburg Access Television, but it airs on Lemonster Television, and it also airs in Lunenburg. So you know, we really try to get our our local regional area uh, showcased. Uh, so I have I have had all kinds of guests. I'll. I do this show for the community. You know, there's, you know no one gets paid. I mean, well, the FATV staff does. But, um, you know, I do this on a volunteer basis. Uh, and, uh, you know, really, I, I like to highlight anything in the community. Or, you know, we've also had, you know, like discussions on... Um, recovery, you know, substance abuse recovery. We've had a few substance abuse people and uh, recovering uh, rec- people in recovery. We've had, you know, people that have been previously homeless and now they're in recovery. You know, we've got, um, you know, people from the police department or from the, you know, district attorney's office, uh, you know, that maybe we can have a discussion on the current state of the recovery and what we're doing in Fitchburg and what we're doing beyond and what we could look at it, you know, in the future. Um, we've had dis- roundtables on sexual abuse, particularly when people were children, and how they can overcome that, and maybe signs of potential abuse abuse that you might see in your family. And we had the domestic violence advocate from the Fitchburg Police Department on to talk about her experience, kind of, and suggestions for the community. And then we've done very lighthearted things, like uh, yoga. We've done live yoga. Or we've done, you know, like a little game show. <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, I'm open to almost any any topic or show or to promote whatever we want to promote in the community, and that's why I do it.
0: Now, if someone has maybe not seen your show yet or, um, you know, is in the community but isn't really, like, involved, what are some things that are important to you that are coming up, whether it be, like, you know, in the coming year or in the next coming couple of years that you think that people should know about and try to get involved with?
1: You mean in the TV show?
0: Well, well, just like in the community in general. Like you've got, you're highlighting different things in the community, Mm -hmm. whether they be businesses, events, whatever. What are some things that you think that people should be involved with or get involved with if they have the opportunity?
1: Well, segueing off the TV show, we are in May, you know, in June, the Twin City Rail Trail is going to open, which is a four and a half mile paved, 12 foot wide paved, you know, asphalt trail that's both for walking and for running and for bicycles. And that connects. And eventually, uh, FY 2024, we're hoping it will connect downtown Fitchburg to downtown Lemonster. And so, I mean, what an incredible asset that that will be to connect our communities and allow uh, recreation opportunity, but also just non-vehicular transportation, you know, uh, for between, you know, between the cities. Uh, and so, you know, that's one thing that I'd say we're really excited about. And I'm doing a TV show in May with the with Tom 10 Bike Shop, which is in Lemister, and the new break, uh, the the brake bike shop in Fitchburg. And, um, you know, going to have them on to talk a little bit about their bike shop, a little bit about, you know, what you can get there, but also hopefully to do a, a demonstration on, you know, a common maybe bike problem that might happen on the trail and how to fix it. Like if my chain pops off the gear, how do I fix it? Or if I get a flat tire, what should I carry and how do we fix it? And we're doing a little kind of DIY fix your bike show in May. So that'll be fun. Um, But other things that are coming up in Fitchburg, uh, you know, where the Main Street and Boulder Drive are currently going through a two-way conversion. So instead of having two lanes, one direction, it's going to be one lane each direction. So that'll really change the traffic flow in the downtown and it'll slow it down. Um, And it'll also kind of eliminate that you know, confusion that sometimes people might get when they don't know how to get to a certain location through the one-way traffic, through the one-way streets. Um, Other upcoming things. You know, well, we have a lot of ARPA funds. We have $31.2 million in ARPA, that's uh, the American Relief Plan Act uh, funds coming to the city of Fitchburg, which is a huge amount. I think Lemonster only got like $20 million, something like that. Um, But but Fitchburg's got $31.2 million, which is huge. And we put a chunk of that towards the Fitchburg Public Library, which hopefully will allow us to leverage those funds and uh, uh, get our library grant, which is a $31.2 million grant Um, of which we have an $18 million matching share, and uh, so hopefully uh, the library, you know, will be coming uh, in the next couple of years. We'll see a massive Fitchburg Library renovation, like Lemonster saw that library, got the same library grant renovation maybe 10 years ago, Uh, and so Fitchburg's library will be uh, hopefully coming to that same renovation soon. We have Crocker Elementary Uh, which is getting completely rebuilt. Uh, You know, they're having the existing elementary school currently where it is. And in the process, they are building, uh, while that's, you know, while they're building the new elementary school behind it. So they'll still be able to do operations at the elementary school in the couple of years it's going to take to build the new elementary school behind it. And that's a $70 million project of which Fitchburg uh, uh, has allotted $22 million dollars. The Fitchburg Theater and the Fitchburg State University is still putting together monies from different locations because that's going to be a lot of money to do that plus the $75 million garage that they want to build next to it. And we have the, you know... 23 plus million dollar city hall across the street. And we just gave half a million dollars to Fitchburg state university to renovate the storefronts in the front of the theater, which is right across the street from city hall. So hopefully those will have stores and maybe we have a restaurant there again, like city hall cafe was.
0: Now I know you you and I had talked previously, something that is very important to you is volunteering and obviously like being engaged in the community what are some things that people can do to get involved and, you know, what are you doing other than all the things we've talked about already uh, to be more involved as far as volunteering goes?
1: Well, you know, I, 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 made myself a list of the things that I do because sometimes it's like, well, what do you, you know, how do you, how do you volunteer? And it's like, ah, oh, I, I don't even know where to start. Cause I, I do so I try to do so many things. Sometimes it gets overwhelming. Um, but, um, right now, currently actively fundraising for donating flags at Heritage Park. So we work uh, in collaboration with um, Dean Mazzarella at Central Mass Flag and Gift there. He gets uh, the flags uh, that we need for the the nylon exterior three-foot-by-five-foot flags with grommets to hang up at our, our flag park dedicated to the diva- diversity of Fitchburg and the heritage of our nations. Uh, so we have a Heritage Park downtown. And, and um, you know, I found that quite often... You know, there'd be five flags flying, you know, so we started fundraising in 2017 and just getting really all I'm doing is asking the community if you would like to donate and uh, you donate to we we do it in collaboration also with Operation Service, uh, their nonprofit in Fitchburg. And, uh, you know, you donate through Operation Service. Let me know how much you donated and we will use those funds to purchase flags. And, you know, and so that's really all we're doing is kind of just collaborating with the community and allow making it easy for them. Because you might, you might want to donate a flag, but you don't know how. You don't know what flag to buy. You don't know where to buy it. And, you know, so try to make it as easy as possible. And really, these are things that anyone could get involved with. You know, I saw that the flag park was empty. And I said, Let's, let me ask the people if they want to donate for some flags. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, you can, if you walk along the road and you see there's litter on your road, you know, and you're like, I'm going to pick up a whole bag of litter. I'm going to clean this whole road. And, you know, maybe you're like, you know what, this whole neighborhood could use, let a litter clean up. I'm going to talk to my neighbors and ask them, maybe we want to get a day together and we want to walk around, just pick up the whole neighborhood. You know, maybe that someone, you know, that's happened before. Someone's like, Sam, if we did a neighborhood cleanup, how do we get how do we get the trash taken care of? I go. And in the past, I've, I've always said, oh, well, I'll ask the if the if you clean up the trash in your, on your neighborhood streets, I'm sure the DPW would be happy to pick that up. And so, you know, hopefully we can continue that collaboration this year. Uh, so I started a Keep Fitchburg Beautiful, which is, you know, a volunteer group where we clean up litter and beautify the city you know we we clean up litter and eventually when all the litter's gone maybe we'll be able to plant flowers and rake leaves and whatever you know but these are all things that anyone can get involved in these are these aren't you know you can get you could do 1 hour cleaning up trash 30 minutes 30 minutes you could pick up a whole probably a whole bag of trash in 30 minutes and you could make a huge difference just for you know your community just one thing and you could do that once a week and now you're making a much even bigger difference. Or you could have five friends and you all do it once a week. Now you're making 25 times the difference. You know, really you're scaling up the more you get people involved in volunteering.
0: So I think I want to be respectful of your time. I know you're a very busy person. Uh, I think that that's a good place to leave it. If somebody was looking for a little bit of help of where to get started or some direction, what's the best place that they can get a hold of you or kind of get pointed in that direction if they needed to.
1: Well, and Varix is one Facebook. <laughs> uh, Sam Squalia. You can send me a message. Uh, usually it alerts me to my personal messages. Otherwise, my phone number is 978 310 You can text me or you can call me. Uh, and then my email is uh, samsqualia at gmail.com, which you got to remember the first I. It's S Q U A I L I A samsqualia at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to help anybody, you know, uh, with advice or opinion or maybe where to go. Or if I could get personally involved, I will.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming down and talking to me. Thank you for everything you do for the city of Fitchburg. I'm um, hoping that, you know, at least one person hears this and says, you know what, that's something that I'd like to help get involved with and, uh, you know, be a little bit more engaged in their community because I think what you're doing is not just important it's absolutely necessary to help move the city forward and improve the place where we live
1: well I love your podcast and I think what you're doing is also one aspect of another thing that you can do to improve your community so thank you
0: thank you very much thank you for tuning in with us we do this to share the stories of some of the incredible individuals in your community all we ask in return is if you found value from this episode please share it with someone else who may also gain value from the show Please feel free to rate or review the show. Your feedback helps us give you more of what you want. Until next time, I'm Tim Lanza, and this was another Local Legacy.